Welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to another very special episode of Jake Mendingas. As always, be sure to give us a like and follow. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Dingus Show. Long time coming, very special guest, Rock Powell. Thank you for joining the program today. How? Thank How you are for you doing? having me. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's very snowy here in New York City. Uh, we've gotten our first big blizzard of the year. I don't know about you guys if you're snowed in as well, but it's a raging out there. We've been snowed in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, so no snow today. It is about a hair above zero degrees right now. Ooh, which um, is worse, right? Mm, well, we get it both. So it just, yeah. from now until about, oh, April, we'll mm-hmm. say it's going to be feet of snow. And if it gets above freezing, It'll just rain if it's above freezing. So then yeah. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll have this snowstorm and then it'll be 70 degrees on Tuesday. So who knows? I'd be okay with that. I mean, <laughs> I did I did love the forecast though for New York. It was zero to 20 inches. Like there's <laughs> oh, yeah. there's there's no in between. Well, it's somewhere so between funny. no snow and two feet. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because yesterday the texts were going off. Everybody asking each other, "How much snow do you think we're going to get? How much snow do you think we're going to get?" And every and like my answer a couple times was just like, eh, "You know, we could get four inches or we could get four feet. You right. don't know. We don't know when it's going to end. So I don't know. It feels like a Friday to me. It doesn't even feel like a Saturday." Yeah, I know. Well, you got a pretty uh, busy day coming up. Before we get too involved in stuff, um, just wanted to plug. So you got your awesome show, and honestly, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, Wild Thank Night Rocket House. So um, yeah, plug away. Give them, give them all your stuff. Absolutely. So I host a podcast called Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. As he said, I have new episodes every Monday where I have entertainers come on and they tell me a story from a wild night in their life. I also do a little bit up top myself. Um, I do some songs or jingles or poems, or I tell a story from a wild night in my own life and a little rundown of my week. Then I bring on the guest and uh, yeah, you can check me out at Wild Nights with Rocky on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sorry, on Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. And you can follow me on YouTube. I put all the episodes on YouTube and those interviews are extended. Yeah, no, it's really like you, you are out there. And I think I want to get into a couple things about that. Do you, because you work as well, obviously, like we, you know, like this is just passion projects for us, but we do spend a lot of time with it. You are very present on social media. How do you find time balancing that? And what would you say are some, I guess, tips for, you know, newer shows like ourselves? Well, basically, I um, fe- I'm starting to feel it a little bit more because, yeah, there's the work life balance, right? Mm-hmm. I have a I have a great job, and it's a job in the arts, so I am creatively fulfilled and also able to pay my bills, so that feels really good. But um, before, in the before times, before they made us go back to work, I had my entire days free. So I could just wake up in the morning. I started the podcast as a pandemic baby. So I started uh, in the morning and then I would just have my whole to-do list for the day and all my ambitious tasks for the show for the day. And then it's like, oh, we're back in the real world. Oh, people are hanging out in person again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Now we actually got to go out and have some wild nights. So it is hard. I try to say that the only person that I'm answering to is myself. So if I don't get a task done or if I want to sit on the couch and watch a little TV and like relax, it's okay. But um, to be honest, it's 
easier to balance for me than it isn't because I enjoy doing it. So I always just try to have a running to-do list of things that need to be done because there's always something that can be done for the show and uh, scheduled tweets help too. Scheduled tweets, right? That's scheduled. Okay. We were just talking about that the other day, how we're, we're terrible at social media. Yeah. Yes. If you take like 30 minutes to write out all your tweets for the week and schedule them, they'll just pop out and you won't even have to worry about tweeting them. And you know what is a hilarious thing about this comedic duo? Uh, one of us has a four-year marketing degree as well. <laughs> I've never used it in my life. <laughs> you need to start using it. I don't remember how. <laughs> he may or may not have skipped all of his classes, too. She's <laughs> <Oops>. get degrees. <laughs> oh, my God. She's get to They do. They do. They do. Big facts. Big Does, facts. Doesn't say the GPA on the diploma. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Been there. Right. I it. Um, so I think there's another interesting point you brought up because your show was kind of born out of pandemic as I think really ours, ours was, was as well. Yeah. So what was, I think, your inspiration for wanting to start start a podcast, getting into, you know, making content in this venue? And then, um, yeah, I guess maybe just a little bit of, yeah, what started? What, what brought on Wild Nights? Sure. So um, I actually had the idea that I wanted to start a podcast in, I would say, early 2019. I was sitting in my living room and I didn't know where to start. And even though I always listened to podcasts, they were not even as popular as they are now in, in early 2019. Now it feels like you there's a podcast on anything, any TV show, any person, any any subject you want there is an outlet for it uh, in the podcast world. But I, I was thinking to myself, oh, I really want to start a podcast. I really want to start a podcast. But I didn't know how to go about doing it. And I even contacted my first guest ever, who was Rich Templeton. He's an improviser and a comedian in New York City. I had contacted him because I thought he would be like a great, I don't know if you guys listen to Howard Stern, but like a great Robin Quivers yeah, to yeah. my Howard Stern. Yeah. He just like knows when to chime in, isn't overbearing, would let me be myself and would be a great balance. And so I contacted him and I said, oh, do you think you might want to be like a podcast co-host with me? And he was down right away. And then I never followed through with it. Life happened, et cetera, et cetera. So then almost two years later, I guess we would have been in like uh, end of September, early October, 2020, I started having the idea again, like, oh, maybe I should start a podcast because this thing is not, they're not letting us out of the house anytime soon. This thing is not ending. I'm sad. You know, I'm in the house sad all the time. And I'm an improviser in New York City, mm -hmm. and I have been since 2011. And one of the coolest things about being an impri improviser in New York is that after the shows, you're on this like high from having a great show. You're surrounded by hilarious people. The best part is the after part. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like everybody... Um, outside smoking and drinking and laughing and roasting each other and that camaraderie that builds and builds in a comedy community. And I missed that a lot. I've also always been kind of a big party girl. So I missed that a lot. So I decided to take my love of partying, take my love of entertaining and take my love of comedians and mash them all into one. And that's how Wild Nights was born. Yeah, no, and you definitely, you hit that well. And I think especially listening to, you know, as I, I 
I'm going to be honest. I listen to as many episodes as I can, but I think you know, you know, sometimes you just get saturated of with course. trying to listen to everything. Yes, but I do, yes. I do diligently take time to try to at least listen to as much of your show as I can because I think thank you the storytelling is great and another thing that you do very well that I don't think I would have the confidence to do is your like solo recordings before you get to the interview like yeah how maybe the first time you did that how intimidating or how did you feel because you're just talking to no one you're spitting at the ether just your thoughts and feelings so how was that were you nervous were you excited and how do you like prepare for something like that because i think it's easier when you do have someone to bounce your ideas off of when it's just you and a camera and a microphone it can be you know it can be daunting and and it was the first time i ever tried to just solo riff into the mic i found that i was a little unstructured and you know, a lot of ums, a lot of likes, a lot of just, it wasn't as funny. So I started to make it into more of a process than a, um, okay, let me just go and, and, and riff. Cause that's a skill. A lot of people have as podcasters, they can just go on there and monologue for an hour and you're crying laughing. And I'm not saying that's not a skill I could hone, but I would much prefer to sit down and I, um, I write down things I'm going to talk about all week and I text them to myself. Okay. This this, and then, so what I do is I take all my ideas that I've gathered throughout the week, like a little squirrel collecting her nuts. Take notes. Take notes. No. And then I, um, I, I take all my ideas and I just kind of tree branch them off of each other. Okay. Where does this one go? Where does this go? How does this flow? And then I go from there and I usually spend, um, my Sunday, which the episodes come out on Monday, which I wish I did it on Saturdays. I'm trying to get to a place where the episode are episodes are edited and ready to go on Sundays so I can have my Sundays back. Mm. But um, then that costs you your Saturdays. So I just uh, but yeah, I just I sit down and I say, OK, let's let's get in the zone. And I used to be like, what am I going to write about? What am I going to say? This isn't going to be funny. And I have made enough episodes now And the feedback has been positive enough where I have built a trust with myself that I got this. If I sit down and I just be true to myself and be true to the show that, you know, it's going to be okay. And the contents out there and the people who are listening are going to be listening. And um, yeah, so that's kind of my process for the intros. Certainly. And I think it's, you said it's confidence and also it does take confidence to know that you're funny and that can be hard sometimes especially for creative persons we're always you know whether yeah like whether you're in arts or music or comedy it's you can be you're often your own harshest critic and it does take a bit of self-reflection or like no i am funny and the things i'm coming up with like other people do enjoy it is yeah humorous and i think that can be the biggest skill sometimes is to not be so hard like on ourselves sometimes It's, it's true because I think people, we're so worried, especially we're in such a social media world and that's not going away at the drop of a hat. Um, even I, uh, I work for a children's theater company and we do like birthday parties. And I do a lot of virtual birthday parties for kids and stuff or game shows and, and whatnot. And I, um, was doing a virtual party and one of the kids wrote in the chat 
that I mispronounced the principal's name. And they were like, she mispronounced the principal's name. The name is right there. How could she mispronounce it? I can't believe it. It's And then they like wrote it in caps. And obviously all the adults on the party were like, it's okay. And I apologize. I was able to like gracefully apologize. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm learning in the chat that I mispronounced your name. I want to apologize. It was my first like time doing it. Got roasted by a bunch of kids. <laughs> roasted. And I <laughs> literally was melting in my seat. And your face I- was turning different shades of red. <laughs> I was a tomato. I was melting my seat. And that is what people who put out content, that's the risk you face every day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like if we're going to be putting out content in 2022, we've got to be prepared for whatever backlash is going to come our way. And if people don't, the thing is, if people don't like what you have to say or think you're corny or think you're not funny, they don't have to listen. And, and maybe we can just look at it like, oh, if somebody's writing a negative comment or if they're going to judge me, then they've got bigger problems okay. that I can't, yeah, I can't okay. even relate okay. to that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We were just talking about that when we do a Wednesday. Yeah. So, so we, we yeah. live stream every week on Reddit. Uh-huh. And um, the first subreddit we were live streaming on, it was it toxic. Was they sucked big time. Really? And yeah, it's like, it was not I'm, a good community. And I'm like the chat moderator, so the whole time it's just like I keep getting brought down farther and farther and farther. Oh and my like, gosh! Yeah. How many people were viewing? Uh, I mean, at the start it was only a couple hundred, but we actually, I mean, I put this out on our Twitter. We just did a Reddit Q and A. So the new community we're on, it's the You Show, which uh-huh. really love them. But we uh, we peaked at almost thirty four thousand streams. So it was oh, a, wow. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was pretty, it was pretty popular. So I was really happy about that. I won't expect that to ever. No, happen I mean, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, it was luck of the dry. It, yeah, no, it happened. Like it was really cool. Um, so yeah, we average around. I mean five to 700 depending because we do awesome yeah i mean it's it's a decent we get more engagement there and i like the you show community a lot more like even like we get gassed a little bit but it's not that like really offensive takedowns going at you know like deep cuts personal things it's like you can roast me i don't care i yeah i have thick skin but um but i don't you don't (laughs) (laughs) Um, but saying like for you, how has your engagement been? Like, what is your most maybe popular social media platform to engage with your fans on? And how would you say the fan interaction has been for you personally? Um, it's interesting. I would say the most popular one for me is Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish, I, I think I discovered Twitter in February or April of 2021 in terms of my podcast I had a personal Twitter but in terms of the podcast it was it was a few months after I started my show and honestly the indie podcast community is so strong so Awesome. awesome so supportive I absolutely love it so I would say my highest engagement has been Twitter Instagram is hit and miss Instagram. You know what I mean? I could get some, like a bunch of likes on one thing and get like seven on another, Mm -hmm. or I could get like 40 people watching my story or I could get four. It's so random. Um, so I would say definitely Instagram or sorry, Twitter is the best one, but this Reddit, uh, live stream, you'll have to tell me more about that because I would love to do something like that. Um, it's so easy. You you literally, I mean, do you have Reddit? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I have to do it from my personal page because there's, 
there's like a, a karma threshold that you have uh-huh. to be able to post. Um, but you just go on someone's stream, hit the plus mark next to it, and then you can create your own stream from it. And we're, we're, you know, trying to figure out how to run our actual audio through to that because we just have, you know, a janky setup right now. But um, I mean, that's how we record our episodes every week and then yep. just have it live streamed at the same time. So, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to like do a live stream, you could run it just through your computer as mm-hmm. well. You would just have to pull it up. And then it oh, would that's awesome. I think I'll probably end up watching one of your live streams before I do my own just to like get yeah. a feel for like what the vibe is. Cause I'm still a little like, Oh, what is that? Cause you guys yeah. know I was doing wild Wednesdays where yeah. I was doing um, and those were fun. But when you're back into the real world of life, it's mm-hmm. harder to. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. also the thing is with streaming, like there's no edit, there's no stopgap. That's just, yeah. it's out there, whatever. You find out certain <laughs> yeah, things you, may not be appropriate yeah. to say. Yeah, you might. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a definite, yeah, cancellation risk, but it's yeah. a risk we're willing to take as <laughs> much as much as possible. You guys are strong. Gang, gang. Um, so you are and you said you're in the improv community so what maybe if you want to talk a little bit about that like i i am big in the stand-up and you know yeah. I do, um you know know some people into improv we don't really have a huge improv senior we're more theater yeah mm-hmm. um but i know a couple things one what got you into that and then secondly i want to talk about if you can bring yourself back to like two years ago this time pre-pandemic what that was like and then fast forward because I've heard some stories especially because you're in you know you're in New York City yeah how starkly that environment changed because of pandemic wow okay so basically what was life like two years ago yeah like just picture yourself it's January 2019 gearing up for Valentine's Day what's Rocky doing January 2019. Um, so like I said, party, 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 every I was becoming a bit of like a weekend warrior, where in the past I used to work on weekends. Um, I actually used to work at Guy Fieri's restaurant in Times Square. Nice. <laughs> I opened and closed that restaurant. So I was indeed the queen of Flavortown. How much donkey um, sauce did you steal? Um, you know, donkey sauce isn't that bad. Uh, garlic. Uh, uh, what is it? Garlic powder, onion powder, mayonnaise, uh, Worcestershire. Wash your sister sauce. And I used to, yeah, I used to know it off the top of my head because people be like, what, do you know why it's called donkey sauce? Not a clue. Because you're a jackass if you don't like it. Wow. Uh, We're now going to tweet this to Guy Fieri so that he knows yeah. that you're. So we know that out. you are the leak for the donkey sauce. Yeah. It's, he wants people to know the recipe. Oh, good for people, him. Yeah, we, we have to we have to tell people like when when I worked there, we had to tell people like what was in it. But um, yeah, that's straight from Guy's mouth. You're a jackass if you don't like it. That's why it's called donkey sauce. Uh, <laughs> hot tips with Rocky. Hot insider Guy Fieri secrets. Um, no, I, in 2019, I had been working at another restaurant that actually was partnered with, uh, Guy's American. And so I was just like, when that restaurant closed, I had just, um, I transferred there. So I'd been working there for about a year and this restaurant was such a frat 
Like <laughs> it was such a frat. And I loved it because I could make decent, like really decent money in cash yeah. for lunch shifts. They were flexible with my audition. So if I had to do an audition in the morning, they would let me come in early to set up or they would let me come in late. My coworkers, we all were like, you know, really taking care of each other in that aspect. I was making money and I didn't really have to work on the weekends unless I wanted to. Yeah, we were nice. taking shots at the bar. People would be like, oh, we're having a staff meeting. And then everybody would meet in this little corner and we would be taking tequila shots throughout our shift. Oh, I want a like, staff meeting like that. <laughs> oh my God, it, it was it was great. And then, then we were like, people had the, the pens, the weed pens. We were like going in the <laughs> bathrooms and like passing the weed pen. And it was just, um, and a majority of our clientele that would come in there, the customers were international. So almost okay. no one sm- spoke English. Yeah. So American waiting on Americans is much, much harder than waiting on international people. Really? Where, where Americans will tip well, they're mm. very demanding. We're, we're not easy to wait oh. on. Uh, there's always the risk of this was before the term was coined, but there's always the risk of a Karen or someone screaming <laughs> at you or like they'll just they just treat you like your property a lot of the time. And I'm grouping all Americans and myself included like you know, we're not the easiest group to wait on in terms of countries. Other countries, they know what they want. They they don't want to be bothered by you. Um, so we could just kind of float around. The problem is we tipped. always, yeah, we wouldn't get, we wouldn't get tipped well yeah. uh, a lot of the time. So, you know, that had to get made up for in other ways uh, through management. But for the most part, we did um, get tipped well and you could add gratuity to the check. So for the most part, we were taking care of, we were making money. I was partying a lot. I think I was revving up at this time two years ago. I was planning a trip uh, with some friends to go down to New Orleans in March. Uh, other friends were getting, another friend of mine was getting married. So we were like planning her wedding and bachelorette party. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just a, a really fun, I think a really fun time. I was at probably peak wild Rocky. <laughs> um, and I was performing uh, once or twice a week. I was doing improv okay. and, and auditioning. And that yeah. would have been, been my life then. And I yeah. was at my uh, ultimate goal weight. I was at my was, ultimate. You were, goal you were, you reached your final form. You're like, this, this is peak feminine perfection. I yes. am where I need to be in my life. This yeah. is squad goals forever. Uh, yeah. March thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. I know is the date for us when it started. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. We're in twenty twenty. Right yeah. Now. Sorry. And yeah. So March March nineteenth, twenty twenty. That was when we shut down here. So I don't know what it was like for you guys, but I remember the date vividly because it was a Friday. It was Friday the 13th. I, I'm working for a school district at the time. Uh-huh. Principal says to me, like, hey, we're going to be, you know, they're shutting us down maybe two weeks. Make sure you have everything. We'll start working remotely. And I was like, okay. What was it like? I don't know. What, what was the vibe you were getting in the... Because, I mean, obviously, New York, massive city, you know, massive population. Yeah. What was the transition like? So uh, this transition was... So if you cut to me in March 2019, or March 2020, I had a whole new motto, a whole new attitude. I left the job I was working at had closed. So I went into another restaurant that I didn't like as much. And that was kind of like alarm bells. You got to get out of the restaurant industry. You got to get out of the restaurant. I was like a 
I was accepted into this new restaurant because I knew people just being in the industry so long. And also they knew I was a good server. So I didn't have a lot of that like new kid syndrome, Mm. but it wasn't like a great restaurant to work at in terms of the workload for the money and the amount of time. I was uh, very spoiled at my last place, but I had coined the term well-behaved Rocky 2020 (laughs) because I was so wild in 2019 that I was like you know what I need to like demeanor nights with Rocky yeah I start I bought like new furniture I bought a new couch I bought a new kitchen table I got like new bedroom yeah I was like I am chilling like everything's zen my best friend we were planning her wedding so the weekend before the shutdown we had this epic bridal party uh bridal shower (laughs) we call it we call it the last great party yeah we had this beautiful bridal shower for my friend Natalie and then afterwards we went to our parents house got trashed did kitchen dancing we danced for hours in the kitchen there's videos of us screaming having fun and then early in that week I remember um we were like huh things are getting a bit weird it was like the following (laughs) Monday and I actually I live with my brother and my friend John and John had just moved in with us um about he moved in with us March 1st Okay. So he was my friend. He was best friends with one of my best friends from high school. He was best friends with him from college. That makes tracks. Um, So him and my brother were just kind of getting to know each other, but he was already a friend of mine and he moved in with us. And so uh, the week before we were shut down, I was in the kitchen doing some dishes. Um, My little brother was in the living room and uh, that was me doing some dishes. My brother was in the living room and he was watching a trigger word, Joe Rogan. Um, (laughs) um, He was watching him in the living room and Joe Rogan had an infectious disease specialist on. Uh, This was before the the Joe Rogan drama now. So two years ago. So, so I'm listening to this infectious disease specialist talk about the pandemic. And I remember being at the gym earlier that day and seeing like coronavirus coronavirus and kind of texting my friends like are we okay is this about to get real and so I'm thinking like this sounds serious and my brother walks in the kitchen and he goes this sounds serious (laughs) and he goes I think we need to get some stuff under control. I think we maybe need to get some groceries. We maybe (laughs) need to like get some supplies because I think we're about to be locked in the house. So the next day was a Wednesday. Uh, He and I went to the grocery store and we live in in the city. So it's harder like with grocery stores, you know, you can't, you either got an Uber or you have to have a car and find a grocery store with a parking lot or parking, or you got a trek. So we got so many groceries. We probably spent about $400 on groceries each or between us. And we lifted the cart because there's a barrier. (laughs) The whole thing. You're like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. People steal the carts or the carts will go everywhere. So there's barriers in grocery stores here. And so we lifted the cart over the barrier. Then we loaded all our groceries in it and we took that car. um, We took it home and uh, left it in our vestibule because it's like a smaller building. So we left it in our vestibule. And then the next day, me and my, my friend, John, my roommate, we, we did the same thing. We got another boatload of groceries, stuffed the uh, refrigerator. So that was a Thursday. And then Friday, I remember working and the city had a weird vibe and you're starting to see people with masks on. And then you're like, why does everybody have a mask on? This is so weird. Then Saturday, I remember going to the gym and my brother said to me, don't go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go to the gym. Like, 
this is like there and everybody the bars were spilling over with people because people were like trying to get their last like last in our group chat I was yelling at two of my friends we were all like guys don't go out to dinner tonight mm-hmm. I ended up just running around the block I didn't go to the gym and um the next day I worked at the restaurant ghost town yeah, one yeah. woman came in and I remember talking to her about the pandemic and being like oh yeah what to expect we don't know what to expect and just it being a ghost town and then that evening getting an email that we were shut down and then the rest is the, the start of uh the start of the lockdown yeah yeah I think um so where we're at um we're in northwest PA we sit right uh-huh. on Lake Erie so like in between you know Southwest New York, Northeast Ohio. So we shut down. I remember, and it was funny because I had actually, this was unintentional that I remember the Friday the 13th, I had to go to Sam's Club anyway to get like toilet paper. So I was yeah. way ahead of the toilet paper curve anyway. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, yeah. get that and paper towels. Um, but I remember that Friday and the mad onslaught of people that were in there. So much so that there were a bunch of people from we have two state prisons that are relatively close to us uh-huh. and they had the corrections officers coming in and buying the supplies for the prisons because they were about to be on total lock so they needed everything everything for the inmates there and we were i know we were locked down for a solid ooh, it was a few months yeah at least close to six months that yeah. it was like total lockdown and i think wow. we were probably Probably pretty close to that, at least from what I've heard. I mean, not California back, because I've heard some horror stories coming out of like, you know, especially LA has been a disaster. So how long, I mean, are you, is it a little more normal-ish now? Or what's the vibe, you know, sitting vibe, here, 2022? Yeah, the vibe uh, from That's Wild that you were locked down for six months Um that was not the case here. And uh, the vibe, it was ebbs and flows of like misery and fun and misery <laughs> and fun. And that's what it would be because the highs were so high when we could get out. Um, basically, we were locked in the house for about two and a half months. Okay. And then when George Floyd was murdered, my brother and I um, were like, we cannot stay in the house we yeah. have to go protest it's yeah like, i guess not- that that did slip my mind because that yeah. was like relatively yeah. early into yeah. everything was locked down and yeah, yeah that was i mean obviously a massive i mean we're still feeling the reverberations from that of course now. of course but that was the thing i think that was the big shift mm-hmm. um and so I started leaving the house to protest and uh, that's when I would see my friends and stuff. Everybody would come and we would all do that together. And then um, we started to get, I do have one friend that has a backyard in the city. So we would start to get a little more comfortable. Lucky. Yes, she <laughs> is. This is the same friend who had the, the last great party. Yeah. Um, but so she would have like socially distant hangs and we would be really cautious about that. But our situation and my family, I, my family lives in Connecticut. And so we would all just meet at my grandmother's house and okay. sit outside in a big circle and, you know, make fire pits. It was actually, you know, I am very sensitive to people who were suffering during this, especially in 2020. Um, But I had uh, the fortunate experience of spending a lot of time with my family, 
kicking off my podcast and uh, staying healthy. So I, um, I don't take that for granted at all. And uh, yeah, so we, so I had like kind of a fun 2020 for what it was um, when, because of, I was able to like get closer. I really saw who the people I have a, I'm a really social person. Like if yeah. I, anybody knows I'm having a party, like everyone's invited. It's a Rocky Powell party that they know they can come. Um, if they even feel like they, if I wasn't, they weren't personally invited, they know it's a Rocky Powell party. You can come and bring whoever and the more the merrier. And, um, so for 2020, it was just kind of like, we would get used to seeing each other and then there'd be a spike. And so people would freak out again. And then we'd get used to seeing each other. There'd be a spike by the end of the year, my friends and I were testing, we're quarantine testing. And then we would get an Airbnb to party Mm. a little bit. And then, um, there was a big spike in December, 2020. And then I think by 2021, it was just like, it was like a lit cigarette after sex. (laughs) Everyone's like, I don't don't care anymore. You know, um, that is so weird. It's like, we all just got to a point where I think part of it too was lockdowns were kind of getting more lax, but Mm. it's just that like, I'm just so over not socializing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're such uh, human beings are such social creatures. So I felt fortunate because um, myself, John and my brother are such different people, but we're, we're very similar, but Mm -hmm. we are different. And so we didn't lose that social aspect that a lot of people lost and we weren't in a, you know, romantic relationship with each other. So we didn't have those pressures. We could all go to our separate corners. And for a while, uh, towards the end of 2020 for about four months, my brother's girlfriend lived with us. So that was another like social friend in the mix. And then we had one friend that was living solo so he would come over and that was like our pod. So we could play. We were with people our own age, playing board games. Everyone was keeping each other safe. And uh, I know a lot of people became a little more socially awkward because of the pandemic because yeah. they didn't have that social interaction. And it is a skill. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you brought up something that I do now on this show. We like I know we are a little touch your time because you do have an appointment after this so we're going yeah, i've got i've got about 10 15 okay yeah. so it is getting close to valentine's day and i don't know i know last i knew are you still in the dating pool you know i'm trying i um <laughs> i am trying it is hard to date during a pandemic it is hard i know to, <laughs> you know it same. Is really, same boat. it's really hard like and I went on a date recently with someone. Um, we clicked well. He was very attractive. Um, I think he was pissed. I didn't bang him. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't bang him, and I think he was pissed. And so, like, even though the chemistry was there, and uh, you know, maybe a, a, a 2019 version of Rocky would have banged. Yeah, that's I, fine. Uh, but uh, but I didn't, and I think uh, I the think wiser, was, more mature Rocky said, "No, yeah. second date." Uh, well actually no on the second day on the second date i didn't do it either i was like pushing it to the third date and and i think he was a little like i don't think you like that very much (laughs) i don't think it was a fan uh bummer it was a bummer it's a bummer so i'm i'm still swiping but um as you know when you're swiping you've got to go through all the muck And then once you find somebody in the muck, you got to make sure the conversation's okay. And then once you make sure the conversation's okay, you got to make sure they're down for a date. And Mm. then you got to execute the date. And, uh, you know, it blows. It blows. It blows. blows. So um, I much prefer 
I used to go out a lot every Friday or Saturday night and meet meet people. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was the same. Like I was very much casual dating, and like that's mm-hmm. like you go out, you just meet people, and then mm-hmm. engage from there. And now with all interactions going exclusively online, one, it's a cesspool, and two, mm-hmm. it's a logistic pain in the ass. I completely agree. I try to shift my perspective because I'm like, man, I really am still young. Imagine, and I don't want to like age. Not a day over 22. (laughs) Thank you so much. Mm. Um, I I don't want to age shame, but could you imagine being like a 75 year old widow Mm -hmm. uh, or widower Mm -hmm. and your partner's been dead for five years and you're finally Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm 75, but I, I, I got a, I got a fresh look on life and I am, I'm vibrant and I, and I want to date. I want to have a partner to end these last, like, I don't know, 10 to 20 with. Yeah. But you've got to go date like people between the ages of 60 and 90. Right? Yeah. Like we, yeah. every time we worry about the cesspool, just think of that cesspool. And yeah, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all perspective. Take a big gulp. It's yeah, all, take yeah, a big it's gulp. All perspective. Go, go pick them up at the nursing home. <laughs> I mean, you know, like maybe, maybe my soulmate's in her 80s. You, you know? never know. And maybe she won't sign, you know, she's a wealthy widower and, you know, no prenup that, you know, could set me up for my future. Mm-hmm. So don't, that could say, yeah. don't kill my vibe. Maybe mm-hmm. I, yeah, maybe actually that's not a terrible idea. Well, I guess anybody who's in a nursing home probably has somebody who's put them in that nursing home. So, so maybe the nursing homes are not the place to find the wealthy. Got to find, yeah, just got to go to the neighborhoods and find the the wealthy yeah. ones. We just got to start walking around some gated communities, yeah. elderly yeah. gated communities. Yeah. Hey, fellas, gated community. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but we like to end every episode. We do a game, and I do have Yay. kind of a short one for us. I had a longer one. Um, which you might be interested, but I'll table it for later. So with Valentine's Day coming up, I want to do an overrated, underrated, the top 10 Valentine's Day presents. Okay. These would be gifts that, you know, and these are typically targeted towards, you know. Men giving to women. Yeah, men giving to women. So um, just pulled, uh, I think it was, um, oh, I'd have to, I think it was Better Homes and Gardens or some bullshit. I just like, I find stuff on the internet. I'm like, oh, this is good. I'm gonna put my spin on it. This okay, works. the number number one gift, overrated, underrated, flowers for Valentine's Day. Huh. I think. I think underrated. Okay. I like. I think I. I like to receive flowers on Valentine's Day. I. I mean, I used to. I used to be in a relationship for very many years, and he always took care of me on Valentine's Day. And uh, now that I'm single, it is nice to receive. Now, are, are you a roses girl or what's your bouquet of choice i like roses yeah i like roses red white pink i like roses rocky with the roses rocky, rocky with, with the, the roses. roses yeah not, uh, number not two over- right up there uh, a little box of chocolate um overrated mm-hmm. overrated gets in your teeth yeah it's, it's delicious but overrated yeah yeah for sure i'll take sponge candy though See, yeah, you know, this is something you're missing out on. We have, and I don't, you wouldn't have it there. We have a chocolate here. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like puffed air sugar covered in chocolate. It's called sponge candy. So it's like a hard sponge. 
You just okay. made of sugar covered in milk chocolate. That yeah. sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, we'll have to figure out. We'll get. We'll we'll mail you some. We'll, we'll I would love out. that. I would we'll love that. Out. You'll yeah. be a dick. It's <laughs> top tier. Top tier. Sponge candy. Sponge candy. Yep. Uh, number three: jewelry, bracelet, earrings, watches. Underrated. Yeah, yeah, they are. That's a. I mean, bougie, bougie, bougie. Well, did you ever get a really nice Valentine's Day gift like that? Like you know, diamond. Many necklace? times. Yeah. One yeah. time I got a. I don't remember. Did you get it for me for my birthday or Valentine's Day? I still have it. Uh, it was this gorgeous black and white diamond necklace. The the core the thing broke the holder oh, what's it called yeah. necklace holder whatever yeah. um that broke but the the jewelry is still intact yeah gorgeous nice nice yeah yeah i remember i don't wear it anymore but my ex-wife got me a uh, michael kors watch for valentine's Ooh, day you I'm fancy like, yeah, all black i'm like yeah i gotta i scuffed the face on it i gotta get it repair go get that fixed because honestly i am all for wearing jewelry that exes gave you oh for sure (laughs) fuck them but i'll take your shit for sure you're not getting this jewelry honey Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right number four perfume smelling a little good on valentine's day now is it an iffy present or do you like that and is it overrated underrated Oh no, perfume. Um, I wear Chanel Eau Tendre. I wear it for podcast recording. I'm wearing it right now. Perfume is not overrated. Um, Underrated perfume and a good Valentine's Day gift. Great gift. Uh, Number five, this is a personal favorite for me to both give and receive. Scented candles. Overrated, underrated. They're the best. Underrated. Under, underrated. Yeah, they're they're massively underrated because they are, and I'll even go one step further. This is an iffy gift, but uh, nice scented foaming hand soap. Uh, Ooh, nice. I, I, come here, come to my house. We have that. Candles are so overrated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a caveat. So his wife has probably five hundred thousand candles all everywhere. Not five hundred thousand. There's there's at least 150 candles that we have. And that's actually- I love your wife. And you can only burn certain ones, certain seasons. I get that. Yeah, no. Color-coded. It's just a storage issue. It's aggressive. Yeah. It's It's like, I like candles, but like, I'll have a couple, you know? Yeah, I have burned through mine. Does your wife have Pink Sands by Yankee Candle? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If she doesn't, make sure she gets her hands on that. That is my absolute favorite scent. It's so fresh. Pink Sands. Pink Sands. It's Yankee Candle. Yep. Got it. Got it. Um, Number six, stuffed animal, teddy bear. And uh, overrated. Yeah. Unless it's the comically large one, in which case, give it some. Then it's just funny. That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Then you can find a kid to give it to. But yeah, uh, uh, overrated. For sure. For sure. Uh, number seven, a little iffy one, pajamas. Pajama set. Ooh, underrated. I don't own a, I have some pajama pants. You know what? And this is one I did not put it on here, but I saw it on the gift list that I would love to receive is a robe. Mm. I don't have a robe. Oh. I haven't had a robe in years. Yeah. And if someone gave me a robe for Valentine's Day, I'd probably marry them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robes are clutch. Especially monogrammed. Like yeah. the show logo on it, just the frog, you know, Jake thing is black, gold trim, Versace. Little, 
Yeah, little belts, nice yep. and tight. You know, your coffee on the lawn in yeah, the morning. I'll just yeah. be wearing that. A hundred percent, no underwear. Oh, you can't wear underwear. No, yeah, not, not in a monogrammed robe. Are you no. an animal? <laughs> Standing in three feet of snow, neighbors all mad at me. It's gonna be a good time. They're just jealous. They're just jealous. Yeah, listen, I have, I exude confidence. Uh, number eight, a tickets to a event, a trip, a concert, something like that. A experiential uh, event. Underrated for sure. I love to give uh, experiences over gifts. I just went to see company on Broadway, courtesy of my brother's girlfriend. She gave me a free yeah. ticket. I'm going to see a concert next week, a play the week after that, John Mayer the week after that. I'm a very big, let's, let's experience life. So underrated. Underrated for sure. Um, getting close on time. Number nine, bottle of wine. Bottle of red, um, bottle of white. Bottle of white. There we go. <laughs> you stole my line. Yeah, because you say it. So I I knew it was here. And I... he, he stole it. He stole, he stole it. it. He doesn't have a robe. Let him have this. Yeah, listen. <laughs> I don't have a robe either. Well, you can get one. Whatever. Yeah. They make robes for two if you guys want to get cozy. But yeah, under underrated. Underrated wine. And uh, this last one. sketchy. Last one, number 10, uh, intimate wear, lingerie. It's pretty common amongst couples. Underrated. Just, yeah, show me what you want me to wear. Let's do it. Not on the first date, though. Yeah, that's an aggressive <laughs> pull. Like, Got this for you. If somebody gave me lingerie on the first date, then I would be like, oh, okay, but you don't get to dictate who I wear this with. Right. You know, also, you how know. did they get your size? <laughs> yeah, I that's know. Like, hmm. That's pretty mm. spot on. Uh, well, you would be surprised. A lot of women's lingerie is uh, like one size. One size oh. They stretch. They mm. stretch it out. Why don't so. they do it for us? I don't know. We just have all the other things. We have pants that come in inches and not arbitrary measurements. Too. We have pockets, though. Yeah. Pockets. Pockets. Yeah. pockets. Yeah. It's our big one. Yeah. Complaining about menswear is kind of a yeah. Yeah, That's fine. It's like so 2019 to complain it's about right. menswear. <laughs> It's so, so 2019. Rocky, thank you so thank much you. for coming on. This has been awesome. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but oh, it's been I didn't a, even notice. It's, a, it's been an awesome time. I'm really glad because, I mean, you were one of the first fans of our show. Thank you for sticking with us. For Absolutely. You know, we're we're going to be coming up on a year now. Um, be sure to give her a follow on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. New episodes come out on Mondays. You can get them everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your content. So, Rocky, we value and appreciate you. I, I value. Is it over? No, you keep going. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Gotcha. I, value, I value and appreciate both of you very much. I love and will always, if I can, share your stuff. Uh, just Thank know you. that Thank you see so me on much. Twitter. It might be a scheduled tweet, but <laughs> That's, it's all good. It's all but good. I um I love you guys. I love your show. I love your energy, and I'm glad we've become podcast friends yeah, uh, yeah. this year. Podcast this is great. I'm, I'm awesome. always. It's been awesome, and I'm always rooting for you. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Thanks Thank for you. being on, uh, and we will set time. We'll get in touch. We'll get you hooked up with the Reddit, and yeah, then yeah. start doing a live stream. And we will find a way to mail you some sponge candy. <laughs> so you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy your weekend. We will a hundred percent be in touch. I love that, guys. Take All care right, see you. Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.